wait a minute, wait turn, a minute. On turn on the radio My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though play it I hope though, right. you got in tune, got he in talking tune. bigger business He make a lot of money Welcome to the Startup Showcase, I'm your host Scott Katoon And you're listening to Technology Live from WGN Radio Sitting here with me, my guest host today Book Cameo founder, Steve Galanis Hey, how you doing, Scott? I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking the time today. Glad to be here. You didn't have anything else to do on a Saturday, did you? No, but uh, I'll tell you what, my mom's really excited <laughs> for this. I, I did a podcast um, upstairs, and uh, I forgot to give her a shout-out last time. Oh, so yeah. Had let's, to make sure. Let's, I, let's get I'm that out of the way first and foremost. We should shout-out to the moms. We appreciate everything that they do. My dreams would not be possible without my mom, so I'm sure the same are for you. Um, so as I want to set the show for everybody, uh, as always... Uh, we would love to have you call in 312-981-7200. Ask me questions, ask Steve questions, ask our call-in uh, pitching companies questions, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can, of course, follow us and tweet at us at Technori or follow me, DM me at Katoon. Steve, do you want to throw out a Twitter in case people want to fire at you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mine's Mr. 312, but it's uh, Mr. M-R-3-W-O-N-E-2. Very cool. That's, I mean, you, we got to work on that. Like, we got <laughs> to get you a handle that's like, just Mr. Steve, like is that? Can we just get cameo? Can we just do that? No, we've been working on that hard. Well, we'll we'll talk about that another day. Uh, the the main thing for the show for everyone to know is if you haven't heard the show before, shame on you. But if you have, you know the deal. Uh, Steve and I are going to kick it for a little while and talk about what he does with book cameo, and then we are going to have the first call in uh, from Silk Roll, who's going to call in and pitch. She's going to have three minutes to pitch uh, Janet Wu uh, for our money, essentially. Uh, And then Steve and I are going to kind of ask some questions. You guys are welcome to ask questions. So during the pitch, after the pitch, feel free to call in or or to tweet at us questions, and we will ask them for you. Uh, And then we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we're going to have another one, The Cut, who's going to call and pitch. And Steve and I are going to decide somewhere between now and then which one we want to put our money. I keep saying we like I have a mouse in my pocket. Are you putting money? I think it's just me, right? Have you agreed to anything? I mean, we'll see. Listen, here's the deal. Republic is so easy to invest in that he has said he has no idea yet. All he has to do is register, hook up his credit card, and we can play ball. So I've got 40 minutes to convince him to put some money in this stuff. Uh, Anyway, let us get into the actual show, Steve. Tell us a little bit about Book Cameo and sort of your background, and then we will kind of set the tone so everyone knows who's sitting next to me. Sure. So Cameo is a platform where fans can book personalized video shoutouts from their favorite people. Uh, We had this insight that selfies were the new autograph. And, uh, you know, anytime we see somebody famous, like walking down Michigan, Michigan Avenue out here, like when you or I were kids, we'd yep. go up and try to get their autograph today. Everybody's trying, trying to take a picture. Yep. If it's not on Instagram, it didn't happen. Um, some big changes that we kind of see in the age of social media is that there's never been a wider split between the amount of, uh, followers somebody has and their ability to monetize. There's, you know, a few hundred thousand people out there with over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And, you know, really only the 1% of them are like making a sustainable living. Uh, you've got all these people with like massive followings, people that are super important to them, but you know, really no real good way to monetize their social in a brand positive way. Yeah. Something that's not, you know, pimping out a protein shake or some product or selling merch, things that don't really matter. Uh, one of the things that's so cool about Cameo is, you know, on demand, people can like get this once in a lifetime experience uh, from somebody and it's personal. It, yeah, it's, li- it's literally not like you could say you could argue like, oh, well, you know, a thousand people got a hello from Patrick Kane. Not to you. Yeah, like to, I mean, to you, it's a once in a lifetime experience. Right. It, it's kind of like if Patrick Kane was, you know, literally right here on Michigan Avenue right now, and and you know everybody got in line. There's to no take bars a on Michigan Avenue, so he's probably not. <laughs> he's, 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 
he's, he's down at Hubbard Street. He's down at Hubbard Street. I'll see him very soon. <laughs> no, but, you know, if every, every single person that gets a selfie with Patrick Kane, to them, it's like, it's unique. It's it's theirs, and it's on their Instagram. Um, and the other thing that's pretty cool about our platform is that the content gets disseminated not through the creator's social media feeds, but through the recipients. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think it's obviously you were on the stage at Technology already, so you already know how I feel about this company. Um, I included in the Future of Media uh, event that we had, which was attended by 485 people uh, live in person, because it is, I think, like you said, the Future of Media, and it's so funny not to go on a tangent away from what you do but um we've had lots of meetings with you know we're working on some new stuff that to, we're going to be producing i don't mean technory as a content side but as like a management creation side and one of the first things that i said was like the biggest bottleneck i see obviously i think we're in the infancy of, of influencer marketing but companies and influencers and traditional media are sort of stoked in the chance that they're flawed i guess in the way that they have to run volume it's just got to be pushing stuff out regardless of quality. And as you said, like they don't have to pump out a protein shake. Like that is not going to help your brand. Totally. What's going to help your brand is you stand true and be like, listen, I want to connect with my audience. That makes them want to do more stuff with me. Yeah, you got to take care of your fans. Oh, 100%. Uh, so tell me a little bit about like your background on like how you get into something like this. Because this is not exactly the, uh, the, the, like it's a great idea that I could see other people like, oh yeah, cool idea. But how do you get there is a whole nother thing. Yeah, the, the story is actually pretty crazy. Um, my co-founder, Martin, and I, we had the idea for this at my grandmother's funeral uh, last October, and he flew in for the day. Martin was an NFL agent and repped a lot of like mid-tier like NFL players, so guys that were you know on the roster bubbles. like They're on the Seattle Seahawks, but like they're not the superstar. And uh, one of the things that happened that was pretty interesting is he was telling me that you know, as he would appear in Instagram photos with, you know, his players, he would get DMs as the agent, like people being like, Hey, could you get Cassius March to come do my kid's birthday party? You know, I'll give you 500 bucks to do this. But it, we really realized that it, like from a B2C side, like the fan side, it's really hard to, to get to the right person. Like it's yeah. not public on who someone's agent is. And unless you really know that talent or, you know, their representation, like getting to them is like incredibly. Well, yeah. And you can like hit them up like DM and stuff like that, but it's the chances of getting through are yeah, tiny it, i mean really really tiny so um so one thing that happened is we were driving uh we were actually driving martin wanted to go get a drink at trump tower so i was taking him from trump tower all the way back to o'hare we're sitting in traffic and he shows me this 10 second video uh martin's buddy's like pretty high up in nike's marketing department has worked with some of the biggest athletes in the world and when this guy had his first son uh, he's a diehard seattle seahawks fan when this guy had his first son uh, we Martin basically got that guy to to create a 10 second personalized video for him, um, saying, you know, hey Brandon's Cassius Marsh from the Seahawks. Heard about your son Maverick. If he gets your athletic ability, he'll be playing for the Seahawks one day. Go Hawks! And we you watch this video. This guy. Oh, I'm sure the kid goes ballistic. I mean, he's got no, you know, he's got no shirt on. Like he's driving in the car. It's like so raw, so authentic. But the the thing that really blew our, blew us apart our minds was when that guy put it on Instagram and said it was the best gift he's ever gotten in his life. That's amazing. And that got us to thinking like, you know, this isn't Russell Wilson. This isn't like yeah. the best player of the team. This is just like, you know, a pretty okay. high up yeah. guy hearing from any Seahawk. And, you know, that got us to thinking like, if, if this guy, you know, who has that 1% access to talent, if this guy thinks that like, that's the greatest gift ever, what would any random fan feel that could never get that experience? Pretty incredible. We are going to pick up with that. We're also going to have our pitch from Janet Wu coming up next. We're going to take a little break here. I'm Scott Katoon. This is Steve Galanis. You're listening to WGN AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. 
I'm your host, Scott Kajun. Steve Galanis is sitting next to me, Cameo founder. Uh, so I want to set everybody up here. We're going to take our, our first pitch. She's going to have, well, it's co-founders. We're going to have Janet Wu and Eric Wold from Skill Roll. Aaron Wold. I think I said Aaron, right? Or did I just sounded like I said Eric. Eric, it's Aaron. Aaron Wold uh, is going to be pitching with Janet Wu. They're going to have three minutes to tell us all about their company. But before they do, I will get this out of the way. Uh, you can, if you want to invest, they've raised about, uh, looks like they've raised 181% of their goal. So they're about 90,000 raised, only four days left to raise. So if you want to get and check it out now, go to republic.co backslash silk roll, and you can learn more about it. Uh, you can also connect yourself by following Technori on Republic and uh, you know invest right alongside of us. So without further ado, Janet and Aaron, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Excited to be here. Uh, of course, this is going to be great. So here's the deal, in case you didn't hear me. Uh, there's gonna, you have three minutes to pitch exactly what you guys do, what, you, uh, what your mission is, and so forth. And then Steve and I are going to crack a couple questions at you. And if anyone in the audience here wants to ask questions or talk, obviously call us at 312-981-7200, or you can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, at Technori. Uh, Janet, without further ado, what is Silk Roll? Right. So Silk Roll is a digital currency marketplace to exchange products online. Starting with women's high-end fashion, we allow customers to trade in the fashion in their wardrobe that they're no longer wearing to earn points. And then they can shop with those points for new fashion. So it, it almost is like a frequent flyer miles for fashion. So we, uh, and it's pretty simple to use. As a customer, you log on, uh, create an account, and request a prepaid shipping back from us. We send the shipping back to you. You fill it up with the clothes that you don't want and ship it back to us. We assign you points based on the their estimated retail value it, to your account. And then once you receive those points, you can start shopping right away. So the value proposition is that most women, right, with, has 80% of their wardrobe that they're not touching. And if they try to resell this or consign it, they're going to get maybe 10 cents on a dollar back. And that is a very psychologically unsatisfying experience. And that is the reason most of us hoard our stuff instead of trying to share it and, and you know, purge it. So with the points, the digital currency we've created, we give you back what you originally paid for in points. And also, we allow women to discover uh, virtual closets, right, of other other women online. So it's kind of like a clothing swap, but on, virtually and online. So over time, you start to find other women around the country who may have your same style, and you can follow each other and, and, and buy each other's clothes with points. And really, it's a way to refresh your entire closet without spending any extra money. Um, what was the impetus to start this company for you? I, I don't even know if I have to ask this question. I feel like I know, but I, I just want I just want to hear it. <laughs> I was an investment banker for over ten years, and I had lived you know pretty much all over the world. So before moving to San Francisco, I was in Hong Kong. So my wardrobe was filled with you know work very professional workwear summer dresses and all of that. And when I moved out here, I realized 90 per, actually more than 90% of my wardrobe was, you know, obsolete. I couldn't use any of it. Flip-flops and, and a t-shirt. <laughs> exactly, right? With a, except for a, 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 pair, a few pair of jeans and some, you know, 
sweatshirts and t-shirts that's what i was using in san francisco and i realized there is i wasn't really satisfied with any of the other ways to purge it because i had really spent good money on it and i know that somebody else out there will probably really want this and really appreciate this uh, so one of the so, questions I'm going to, I want to kick to Steve. So we have a couple of questions here, but the first like question yeah. question I have on the business side is like, just out of, I'm a, I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a, this sounds really dumb. I'm like a Donald Trump kind of germaphobe or like I'm a total germaphobe, but then I'm kind of not a germaphobe. Um, I'm wondering with this, like how is the cleaning and things like making sure that people like once you buy it, like you, it's, it's like eBay, I buy it, I own it. It's over. Like if it's got snags in it or it's dirty, like that is what it is. Or how does that work? Yeah, this is Aaron, so I'll, I'll take that one. So yep. we have an in-house curation team. So what we do when the garments come in, we actually inspect everything. If anything's, you know, torn. Oh, so the garments come through you first. Clean. Yeah, they do. We have a curation okay. center, exactly. And then, yeah, so we do. So we we qualify each and every product. We photograph it. We list it online. Why? Well, when we shop secondhand and you look at products that someone like threw on their dining room table and took a picture of it it's not desirable at all Correct. so you know we know that that's a really big you know it makes a really big difference to get these products to be circulated cool yeah when uh this when, is steve hey how you doing this is steve when uh when when people want to put their clothes in do they send you guys the items first and then you've created their digital wardrobe or is that do they like physically hold on to it until somebody you know kind of bids on it yeah so everything gets sent in first Right. So they basically purge everything and then we take care of the rest. So it provides a very easy onboarding uh, experience for customers because, you know, a lot of our customers are professional women. They are busy. They have a life. They don't really have time to, you know, take photos and, and list things online and input the, you know, specs of what this is and how much it costs. We take care of all of that and we've developed the proprietary curation uh system in in house to do it really really fast so we take it all on and then we give them the points right away so they just see the points in their account and then they can start shopping nice that answers my the question i had because i was going to say like what happens if the stuff doesn't sell or whatever so it's sort of on you to market the product then yeah it is so you know we have a we do everything in weekly batches so everything comes in in a week we listen in a week, we drop new arrivals, and then the women are online right away shopping as fast as they can to take what's there. So our, you know, our facility is in like a, you know, it, goes, it contracts and it expands and it contracts and it expands. And this, this way of doing these new releases weekly has been really cool to see and us, for us to learn very rapidly what people, are, what people want. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's really a cool, like what you're doing is, what is kind of a differentiator to me, at least when I see this, it's interesting is, one, mm-hmm. you know, most places, uh, regardless of what the business is, like clothing, shoes, hats, cars, whatever, um, it's usually the onus is on the individual who owns it to like sort of concession it. And then what I like about your business model here is I, I'm making an assumption here, so correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea that you guys have the onus to make sure that you have all the inventory, you control the inventory, it's your job to sell and move mm-hmm. the inventory. But if you don't move the inventory, you've already given the points to it. So now you own it. You could probably take it mm-hmm. and go to a place to sell it for obviously a lot less than you would make on it. But at least you cover some kind of cost. Like you never lose. Essentially, you've issued out points for something that you can always at least get something out of. Yeah, we've traded. We've transacted over a million dollars worth of inventory in the last two years. We haven't paid a dime for the inventory. That's amazing. Exactly. Holy cow! Yeah. How do you guys make money? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> 
So that's always the best. Are. We always end with that one. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get returns on this investment I'm going to make? Exactly. Yeah. So we're uh, a membership-based system. So you can become a member and pay a monthly subscription fee to use the service. We waive all shipping and any transaction fees. However, if you don't want to be a member and just want to test it out first, you can pay you pay a five percent transaction fee on the points that you redeem. So if you redeem a hundred points, yeah. we make nice. so then you ha- yeah you've got kind of like a semi gate there. I, I I like that. I think uh, the one exactly. thing that stands out to this that's interesting to me is mm-hmm. uh, you, you talked about uh, I think it was Janet who said this. You were an investment banker, or were you both? No, I wasn't. So I'm actually from Chicago. I'm from the Chicagoland area. I worked in automotive before. Okay. Because so, uh, I was just going to say, like, the, 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 well, yeah, but see, like, this is the thing I think is cool about these companies. And in the, in the, not to say that I'm predicting success here, but I, I see mm-hmm. one common trait among these type of companies that do well in that the background is usually math, money, management oriented, where they're like, I really don't care about what the product is. I just know that if I can get the, if I can get the supply from one person, I can manage the distribution. I can affix mm-hmm. a price to it, whether it's coins or it's points or it's tokens or it's dollars. Mm-hmm. It just becomes a, ma- a money game. It's a math game. It's a race. Can you get enough people to subscribe and move the inventory that was cost you nothing, $2 million of inventory that cost you nothing and you can make money? I mean, it's, it's a really brilliant design that's like it could be a complicated company from a marketing standpoint, but the business operations seem to be really simple. I like it a lot. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. How are you guys acquiring new users today? So we just... Um, since we started our Republic fundraising campaign, we also kicked up some marketing campaigns on Facebook and Snapchat, and we are acquiring uh, with 10x our user acquisition rate since November. So, in just in the last, just since in January, we've you know had over 200 people, over 200 new requests from users, and it's growing like crazy um we have a very low cost of acquisition right now especially on snapchat yeah snapchat actually called us and said what the heck are you guys doing because our acquisition did you ask them the same question what the heck are you guys doing that's a legit question um okay so we we've got a we've got to wrap up here uh but i want to thank you for making a shout out where do people go to invest in the campaign if you can give us the quick information so you can go to republic.co forward slash silk roll to invest in the campaign. And that's S-I-L-K-R-O-L-L. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys very okay, much. Uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Good job, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, we will come back to this after the after the news break here. But wow, I, I love companies that are run by people who weren't in that industry that just saw it and were like, what are you guys doing? Totally. Free customer acquisition, basically, and free free supply. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm Scott Katoon. This is Steve Galanis. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. You're listening to Technology Live at WGN Radio AM 720. Joining us, Steve Galanis, Cameo. What's going on, buddy? This is great. <laughs> you having a good time? Isn't this like... It's hard to imagine that there's a way for me to make money doing this. Yeah, the the other thing that's like incredible just about this, I feel like I've just been pitching my business for so long. It's just amazing to be on the other side of the table. Yeah, and listen to it, right? So this is the funny part. Like I can make money doing this, but then I throw it all away because I invest in these. Like I invest probably on average every Saturday somewhere between like 150 and 300 dollars in companies that call in because I'm you know like. One, I'm hopeless when it comes to startups. And two, we get some good companies. Like the one, this is the only place in the stage we're going to actually come back with our showcase event uh, is back in 2018 on February 20th at IIT. There'll be information on technori.com and all over social uh, coming up next week. But 
we are the only place where companies from Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, all over the place that, that come in and pitch, whether it's live or on the show, that you can literally invest in. So it's, I, I just like that, you know, you hear a million pitches, but you never can do anything with it. Now you can't. Yeah, and that live event, like, I did it, obviously, when yeah. we did the Future Media Showcase, like, I think it was probably the worst pitch of all time. Like, I don't I, think it was bad, no. I remember, like, I couldn't, was, use, yeah. I couldn't use the clicker and everything, but... but <laughs> oh, yeah, that's but, right, I forgot. <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing that's great about it is, like, to this day, I, I have so many people throughout the community that are like, man, I heard about you guys at Technori, it yep. got us on our radar. I think it's really helped us for recruiting and, uh, and just getting the word out. So. Awesome. Well, I'm, that's obviously stuff I always want to hear. Uh, so, we are going to kind of chat now on the next company coming up here called The Cut. Uh, and we've got, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Obi Omiale. Amalie? Amale? I'm not sure. He's going to clarify because obviously I'm the worst ever at names. Uh, but he runs a company called The Cut, which is also raising on Republic right now. You can check him out at republic.co backslash The Cut. Um, they just started the campaign, so everything is just kind of getting rolling. But uh, their very first public pitch on this is going to be right now. So without further ado, Obi, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Scott. And of course. The proper pronunciation, uh, the proper pronunciation of the last name is Omile. Omile. That's a nice, I like your name. I want to take your name. I just got to figure out how to pronounce it first. Obi Omile. I got it. It's got a great sound. It does. It's just like sound, it kind of rolls right off the tongue. Uh, so Doesn't it? it? It absolutely does. So what I want to do is we're going to give you three minutes. You can pitch what the cut is, and then uh, Steve and I are going to ask you some questions. And, of course, anyone out in the audience, if you want to call in or tweet or text or whatever, uh, it is 312-981-7200. Without further ado, Obi Amile, what is the cut? Hi, and as you said, my name is Obi, and the cut is the first mobile platform modernizing the barbershop experience. Barbers can create their profile, uploading past haircuts they've done, upload their services and their location and hours, giving clients the complete ability and convenience to book appointments at their own convenience, and then to book and pay the barber through the app, creating an Uber-like experience, giving everyone a more seamless and productive haircut experience. And that's what the cut does. Very cool. And succinct, which is what I like. Uh, So my first thing here is, uh, is this for barbers, men only? No, it's not. This is for the barbershop community, which of modern days has started to include a lot more women. Sure. Especially with some of the natural hair movements, natural hair movements and like the new stylish trends. A lot of women are now visiting barbers and barbershops to get um, designed and phased and cut into their hair. And I'm going to give you a little bit of validation. I think Steve also can, can chime in on this because I, I know that you've hung out with some Hollywood folks. So you know, you know what a good look looks like. Uh, but one of the things that I've noticed is like I like to get, you know, I guess in some places they call it getting lined up or whatever like that. And they like to get, you know, looking sharp. And so they have the cuts in. Like you got to go out of your way to the barber to do that. And it's a pain in the butt because, you know, you're busy, you're yeah. running around. So like right off the bat, is it like a straight up value that's offered immediately with this? I see that. For me personally, uh, after a stressful week or a long day or whatever, I like to get like a real shave, like a, the, the whole treatment and everything kind of Godfather style. And like I don't want to, yeah, I want the whole deal. And like, I don't, I don't want to go running around like and waiting in line and like have to, you know, it's just a pain in the butt and I'm already, I'm, you know, it's just, it, it's not easy. So I absolutely see yeah. as, as people's hair trends and stuff are changing and more towards something that it's kind of like a weekly haircut or a lineup, uh, the, the need for this. Steve, what do you see as far as things that are interesting about the cut and things that maybe you, you know, are, are curious about? Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that you phrase this as a community is a really powerful thing. I mean, you go into a barbershop and like, it really is a community. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's the center of anything. And it, it really is like, 
like a part of people's like day to day routine. And I know personally, like I'm very particular about uh, who you know who cuts my hair. Yeah. Not that I have like a stylish haircut or anything, <laughs> but um, you know, you, you just like kind of. At least I'm not. It's one more important to, like, than my doctor. I can tell you that. Oh, totally. But I'm not one to like <laughs> kind of jump from person to person. So I guess like it, that's a lifestyle choice, Steve. That's it, not a haircut choice. <laughs> I'm just not one of those people. <laughs> it's really it, is, it really is like that. The relationship, the relationship that many clients have with their barbers, like is longer than some have with their doctors. Like once you find the guy who you trust with your hair, like that's something that everyone's going to see. Like you're not going to risk and put that into someone else's hands. Like the. Yeah, once you find your barber, you're going to stick to him. And we just make it easier. So now next time you want to go see him, you don't have to just walk into the shop and hope that he's available. Now you can book your appointment sitting at home and then walk into the shop and know that you'll be next in the chair. Well, as a person who knows a little bit about uh, commerce online via app and online trying to connect people, Steve, uh, who's the founder of Cameo, uh, which you should definitely check out, uh, uh, Obi, if you haven't. But, uh, Steve, what are some of the things that you see as challenges or things that, that Obi's going to have to pay attention to as he starts to get this user base up? So I guess two things. Like Number one for me, like I think pretty obviously, is like when you find your guy, like why do you need to keep going back i think yep. i think there has to be like a lot of value prop like i know what my i know my barber's number like i can text him like you know i can ask him when that is um on the other side uh like i'm really interested to just hear obi like what what's the reception so far in the barber community like how are how are you getting them um i'm sure it's like a pretty tough tough market to to go like you're probably going on yelp and different things like that to find names but like tell me about your acquisition strategy right now um on the supply side Definitely. And so I'll address the first point uh, initially. So the value prop that we offer is not just the discovery piece, but it's more of the consistency and convenience. So once we, once you do have a barber, you still have to go and visit that guy. I know for many of the people that we service, when you go into to see your barber, you can still end up waiting two hours just to see him because there are other clients that are waiting. So now we've given you the ability to book appointments 24-7. Now that you so when you walk into a barbershop, you don't have to spend two hours waiting. Now you get those two hours back for yourself. That's one of the huge offerings that we have for clients. Now, in terms of barber acquisition, in under in under two years, we've got almost ten thousand barbers signed up on our platform today, and a lot of that's been done organically and through social media because for them, there's a huge need of the value that we have in the app in terms of appointment scheduling, because for them. Uh, they have to deal with a lot of no-shows from clients, a lot of overbookings. And you mentioned just texting your clients. Every time a barber has to stop cutting hair, like that takes almost a minute and a half of his time. So you can imagine doing that with each of his clients. They can lose 10 to 15 hours of productivity every month just managing those text messages. So for them, the app reduces that overhead and helps them grow their business. I feel you on the uh, wait time. My my boys oh, and yeah, I same went, here. My boys and I went down to New Orleans for my thirtieth birthday a couple of weeks ago, and and we all got haircuts. Like on that day, there were seven of us. We called this barbershop up, and I swear, oh to God, my god, I swear to God, I was in this barbershop for like over three hours waiting. And they're like, "Yeah, come in. We got it's plenty real. of capacity." And and it was just one guy that was servicing yeah. us, and each cut was like an hour and fifteen minutes. I, I did the same thing for me. Whenever I would try to get a haircut, like, "Can I come in in a minute?" And Jose is like, "Oh yeah, come on in, sit down." I would sit there and watch like two or three people go by, and just like, "Dude." time is money friend like this is real uh but i but here's the thing i want to make sure people understand like and if they haven't checked you out uh, like i said before republic.co backslash the cut you've done according to the numbers here four hundred fifty thousand appointments booked facilitating over nine million worth of haircuts is that accurate 
Absolutely. And just yesterday, that now is 500,000 appointments. So Boom. that is a little closer to 10 million now. Friday was a big day for you. <laughs> Milestones. <laughs> Absolutely. Very Absolutely. cool. We've been celebrating. It's been a hard, uh, hard two years, but worth it. Very, very cool. Thank hey, you. O- Ovi, real quick. Yeah. When you get... When- did you guys start focusing in like a particular geographic region? Or are you all over the place right now? Nationwide, we're we're in all but two states around the country. Um, yeah, we're in forty-eight states. We, we have a few states in Puerto Rico. And, yeah, what, what states are you missing? Um, wow. We're the only states we're not in is Maine and Vermont. Well, who needs them? I mean, I like lobster, but otherwise, like Vermont <laughs> well, is total waste of I'll my time. I'll be like to get to eventually, but yeah, like we got forty-eight more states that we got chance to focus on. Um, and I know as you guys have talked about a lot of offerings that we have is in the recent years, what you've seen is men, men's now attention has turned to their appearance in the upkeep. Yep. I think it was in 2015 was the first year um, men's grooming was surpassed females grooming in Google searches. So what we've seen is a huge opportunity for commerce in terms of product distribution and being allowing men and people in the, in the culture to buy products like at the point of like grooming need when talking to the barber. So that's kind of what the next phase of our business will look like over the next 12 months. Very cool. I appreciate you taking the time to come in and uh, come and call in uh, and the best of luck. We will be sharing if you haven't checked already on Facebook, if anyone's got questions, we posted the links to both um, to Silk Roll and the cut uh, on the Technoy Facebook page. So check it out and go ahead and write some comments and questions. And I hope that Obi and, uh, and Janet can check in and, and answer them if there are any at all. Uh, and of course, Steve and I have some work ahead of us after we come back from the break here. Uh, we're going to have to determine if uh, we want to invest in one or both of what's going on because we just heard two awesome pitches. Obi, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, Obi. That was great. No problem. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Of course. Anytime. Best of luck. Uh, so I think you. we, you too, I, I think we kind of talked about this before. We're going to have the showcase again in uh, February 20th. And I actually think Obi is one of the companies that's going to be coming here to Chicago to pitch uh, on the stage. So we'll, we'll keep you all uh, attuned on that stuff. But Where, anyway, where's he located now? Uh, you know what? I actually, we should have probably asked that. I'm going to look right now and see if I can find it. We will come back with the answer to where Obi currently exists, but uh, I will, I will, I promise I will bring you that answer. Uh, we're going to come back after this break here. Steve Galanis, Scott Katoon, you're listening to WGN AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. We are in our final segment here with Steve. Thank you for taking the time to come in today on a, actually a sunny, nice Saturday. Well, the only thing that I would rather be doing is my Dukies are playing uh, Virginia Big. We could have turned that on the TV. We have TVs in here. I don't know what was going on. I know. I wanted to be focused. Well, psh, you know what I'm focused on? I think there's there's after-show drinks going on. That's what I feel like is going on today. Uh, so we're going to reminisce a little bit on the two pitches we saw. We talked a little bit about this offline. Um, I think... There's a you know I'd love to know your your position on this because this is like literally in your wheelhouse of business uh, and from my perspective I like the mechanics and the infrastructure capabilities of Silk Roll I love the idea that you can basically just have this endless supply of of stuff that they get to move and they get to to sell and do all this stuff with I love the idea of the cut I just wonder having worked with many you know we've had like three or four companies on Technori that have been in this sort of space and it's just you can they can get much more user adoption quickly but they struggle to make it work and they're easy to sort of like circumvent yeah i mean the other thing too that you know if i'm thinking about um about both these companies is obviously the the challenge on both sides is just building that yeah. capacity with the cut like there's no reason for a barber not to be on right yeah. like it's it's just free money in the same way that like any talent comes on cameo and it's like an additional revenue stream uh, the thing I, the thing i'm really interested about uh about Silk Row is the fact that like it, it kind of like takes you know 
expands out like something that happens all the time like women like love tr- trading clothes yep and you know, they have these closets and i remember like you know kind of prior to cameo like i did residential real estate and a little bit on the side and like it was always it's so interesting you find this like amazing unit and then the closet wasn't big enough right yeah. but like why the you know why the heck do they have like do you have to have that much stuff all the time like uh that's a question that you're gonna have to ask uh i, I asked my girlfriend this when i moved in uh and i can just say this right now i don't even she's probably not listening because she's tired of hearing about me uh but my closet, I now have like one tiny roll and I have one drawer. That's all I got. And I don't have a lot of stuff. I wear what I'm wearing now. It's like sweatpants. I mean, my poor dad, like, I don't <laughs> even know if he has like a single drawer. Like, so that's what I have to look forward to. That's awesome. My mom, I think, has like every one of the closets, you know, in our house, including like my old bedroom. But, you know, there's stuff in it. I think so, there's yeah. even stuff in my condo down. So you know, I feel like they could move and sell stuff. They, I don't mean it's all women, obviously. There's lots of men who, as, as the cut pointed out, there's a lot of men who are now in the, you know, dressing up and looking nice stuff. Totally. But you know what? One of the reasons that I thought was a great explanation, but Aaron made from Silk Rule or Silk Roll was that it's cumbersome to move stuff out. Like you feel bad. There's guilt associated with throwing out or giving away a $500 dress or a pair of shoes that cost $300 that were worn once. So you just keep it out of like premise basically totally but then like to actually sell it and move it, it's like well oh my god like i'm not actually going to set the market and try to sell this on ebay and take pictures it's just not worth my time they're creating a place where it's like no 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 it's guilt free this is gonna go to somebody's home and you're gonna get points you can buy more stuff with it yeah there's some other like players in that space though like i know yeah uh, my co-founder's uh wife like loves the real real which, yeah, yeah. which is one of them and i think like rent the runway rent the runway is obviously the first one that so like there's, made other, this. there's other things but like i think this this point based like community to me is like really interesting we only have a minute left but i dare i say this and leave it alone at 10 seconds to go is i just see blockchain all over this yeah like the point system like you create a blockchain where all of the clothing lives on a blockchain and a person just Mines for clothes. They should be ICOing. Oh well, we can do that. They well, they can. They're on Republic, so you can actually invest in their campaign right now on Republic uh, backslash Silk Roll using Bitcoin. You wow. can actually use Bitcoin now to invest uh, in it because Republic launched uh, this crypto thing. So I got to wrap it up here, Steve. This has been a good time, but I want to ask you, where would you put my money? <laughs> uh, I I like Silk Roll a lot, and you know the fact that you can put Bitcoin in it. I think my my mom's become a crypto enthusiast. I'm sure <laughs> everybody's mom is now. I'm sure she'll be investing in it as well. Nice. Yeah. I n- no no disrespect to the cut. I like the model. I just think personally, as an investor, uh, I can personally more identify with. Uh, the clothing premise. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and throw my money in that and share it, but uh, I will definitely share the cut. And I think you guys should take a look at it and look at both of them, make a choice on your own. Uh, Steve and I just are one side of the opinion. Uh, I'm sure all the barbers out there are going, you made a mistake, but anyway, Steve, this has been great. Where do people go to learn more about cameo? Yeah. Bookcameo.com. Uh, check us out. We're at, at book cameo on all the socials. We've got about a thousand new talent on. So I think when I pitched technology, we had like under a hundred, yeah. um, you know, it's crazy. Like all types of new people. Give me a one sentence prop for why I should 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 use Cameo for my kids. I mean, most unique gift ever, and you've got Scott's newly engaged. He's got Valentine's Day coming up. Perfect Valentine's Day present. It's amazing. That's actually... Boom, I like that. Sorry, Jen, you just got your Valentine's Day given away on the show. Uh, folks, we appreciate you listening. We'll catch you next week. Uh, as always, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Technori. Uh, follow me at Katoon if you have any questions after the show or you want to get connected to people, let me know. Uh, Steve, one more time, where do they go? 
bookcameo.com and we're hiring guys so if you co- want to come work for us uh check out our website can i be on your site as like one of the one of the the micro celebrities we'll get you signed up yes. all about the long tail scott yes long tail ponytails it is all right folks thank you very much and uh we're going to come back here with dane neal who has got an amazing show coming up